0: Hey friends, Cable here, and this week's podcast is proudly brought to you by my friends over at Kent Cartridge. Uh, I've got a man, I've got a lot of history with this brand, going back to my college days when I was waiting tables just to fund my duck hunting addiction. That's when I first discovered Kent, and uh, I'd mess around with other brands, cheaper brands, and literally watch the pellets bounce off of greenheads. Uh I found Kent and I fell in love. And nothing's changed over the last 20 years, except for, well, I'd say Fast Deal 2.0 is even better than the original. And Kent offers a premium shell at a sub-premium price. Check it out. It's Fast Deal 2.0. You can find it at your local retailer. Howdy, everybody. This week's podcast also brought to you by Spartan Forge. Born and more, Spartan Forge was conceived while targeting terrorists, Think about that. Targeting bad guys during deployments in support of the global war on terror. We can also use this technology because of its similarities to track mature bucks. Now it's time to get this analysis into your hands. It's military-based intelligence, next-generation mapping. I absolutely love it. And I love the people behind Spartan Forge. They're like me. Second Amendment till the day we die. No exceptions. America first. Spartan Forge. Check it out by downloading the app today.
1: Mom got drunk and Dad got drunk At a Christmas party we were drinking champagne, punching homemade eggnog. Little sister brought her new boyfriend. He was a Mexican. We didn't know what to think of him. Tell us, something. Police, good morning, good
0: morning, good morning. Cable Smith, welcome everybody into episode 655 of SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thank you so much for being here today. It is a pleasure, a treat, an honor to be here talking, hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies with you fine folks. So thanks for being here. Um, we've got a great show lined up for you today. I'll tell you all about it momentarily. But first, a little teaser for next week. Uh, I just got back from Nebraska. Had a hell of a good time uh, hunting whitetails up there with with uh, Jordan Bud, our good friend and uh, owner of Running Water Hunting a Family Farms. Been in the Bud family since the late 1930s. s. Uh, but she's so so that's interesting in and of itself. Uh, they've got mule deer, whitetail, elk, antelope, all on that property. It's incredible. It's in the Nebraska Sandhills. And, uh, Jordan also is a passionate Western big game hunter. And so we'll talk about her place in in the operation and then, um, reflect on her recent doll sheep hunt that went down in Alaska's Brooks range. So definitely excited to share uh, that conversation with you guys next week. But as far as today, um, yeah, today's going to be great as well. You know what to do. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of that Black Rifle coffee out of granddaddy's beat up old Stanley Thermos, the one that still has mud caked on it from duck seasons long ago. Because joining us today is one of my favorite up and comers on the country music scene. Case Harden will be here uh, in studio and we will talk some hunting, maybe a little cowboying uh, I think he grew up around the uh, the ranching community, um, maybe family ties there, uh, but yeah, cool stuff coming up with Case, and of course, he's got his guitar here, so we will hear some of my favorite Case Arden tunes and some brand new ones off his new record, Lucky Him, as well. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to having Case join us here in studio for the duration of today's show. Um, let's do a, a quick giveaway. I've got a $50 Orvis gift card that you can use either online or uh, you can pick it up at the Orvis location in Plano, Texas if you just want to go to the shop and check it out. But a $50 gift card to Orvis, uh, that would be a great start for a new fly rod, uh, which is what I recently picked up there. But yeah, if you want to throw your hat in the ring, just uh, email the word Let's do uh fly fishing, I guess that's two words, but fly fishing to Lone Star Outdoors Show at Gmail dot com and you could uh walk away with a fifty dollar Orvis gift card. And did you know Orvis has been around since the eighteen fifties? Isn't that crazy? I'm looking at a hat right now that's sitting here in the office. Eighteen fifty six they were founded. Back then they ate all the fish though. <laughs> and I pro- and I bet you they sold filet knives too. Uh, my how things Thanks have changed. Okay, coming up next, Case Harden joins us in studio right here on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor show. Searched for a dime. Only found a penny. To scratch them off.
1: Never was good at winning. But I... Some say a silenced gunshot is the baddest sound out there. At Silencer Central, we have another favorite. It's the sound of silence delivered to your front door. When you buy from Silencer Central, we handle your application, set you up with a free NFA gun trust and deliver your silencer straight to you. With an average 90 day turnaround time when you use e-forms, buying a silencer is simpler than ever. Visit silencercentral.com and we'll help you get started. Did you know that
0: Orvis has been family owned since its inception in 1856? Think about that. Uh, they also donate 5% back to protecting nature Orvis and his customers have raised and donated more than $20 million to protecting nature over the past 25 years. They continue to grow a community of outdoorsmen and women with classes focused on everything from fly fishing to wing shooting and hunting dog handling from basics all the way to advanced. And don't forget about their unique fly fishing and wing shooting trips all over the world. Orvis, proudly American-made fly fishing gear since 1856. It's that time of the year where you might want to try to kick off a new year with a fitness journey. Cryo and More has all your holistic healing needs with cold therapy, heat therapy, and pressure therapy, which shortcuts the time you have to spend recovering from your workout or minimize the muscle soreness you feel from physical activity. Cryo Skin is a body hack that speeds up the death cycle of the fat cells using non-invasive technology that uses heat and cold to eliminate fat cells. Your greatest wealth is your health. Visit cryoandmore.com or head over to the location off Virginia Parkway in McKinney. My favorites there from Sean Mullins, beautiful wreck, bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. I'm Cable Smith. Thanks for dropping by today. Our in-studio guest has arrived uh, in the form of Case Harden and we will get into things with Case momentarily. This segment, though, brought to you by Stealth Cam and the Reactor wireless cellular camera. You can pick one up for. I mean, actually like 130 bucks. I saw one at uh, tractor supply the other day. Um, and here's the cool thing. You download the app and the pictures end up right there on your smartphone. So simple. Uh, data plans as cheap as $5 a month. So check out the reactor from Stealth Cam. With that being said, uh, Case Harden, thanks for being here, man. It's great to see you. I appreciate you having me. It is my pleasure. My pleasure. (laughs) Um, so where are you from originally?
2: So I'm a San Angelo, Texas kid. I was born and raised. Uh, I, all the way through. Uh, I mean, like I say, outside San Angelo, my family had a ranch around there, and so mm-hmm. you can't really get all that far away. And San Angelo, Texas, born and raised. And, You're and just called Angelo, though. That's right, Angelo. Is that, is
0: that what most of you guys do?
2: That's that's pretty much it. I mean, okay. I I hear uh, I hear that all the time from like other people around Texas. They say, yeah. "Oh, we we say that way about like." you know, Brazosport port or something, they, they're right. like, Oh yeah, we call it Brazos, you know? And, and I guess that's a, that's an Angelo thing, but right. you know, it's, it's a, it's pretty cool. I, I love it because it's a hundred thousand people town but uh, it's so small. Everybody knows everybody, and uh, that's in my college days. They really knew what was going on, you know, <laughs> so they, they kept a pretty close tab on me. But uh-huh. it's, a, it's really neat. Like I say, everybody knows everybody, and it's a great place to grow up. People are friendly, and uh, so ranching and rodeoing around there, that's, that's where I call home. Yeah. Well, and I've passed through
0: there many times uh, just traveling about to go hunting. And, Absolutely. Um, it is a wonderful area. It's a, like you said, it's a big town, but with a small town feel. It really is. A yeah. hundred thousand people is not big, you know, by like Dallas. Standard. Oh, well, not a, at all. It's a big town.
2: It is for the surrounding towns, you yeah. know, You have all the, all the small communities and things. And so it's, it's really cool for them because you get to know those people in the surrounding towns and gosh, I know, you know, every family, it seems like for in a, within a 90 mile radius. So it's, it's really neat. It's like the hub as if, you know, L- Lubbock is right. up there for the panhandle and, uh, so it's it's really neat, great place to grow up, and high school, went to college there, and I thought I was going to be on the rodeo team at, at, at Tarleton in Stephenville, and uh, Angelo State University just gave me an offer I couldn't refuse, so got the band together up there and uh-huh. just kept going around the state playing so music. So they give full rides for rodeoing? At, at uh, Tarleton, they do it, and see, at Angelo State, they don't have a rodeo team, so mm-hmm. I was stuck to uh, my academic career, which was lackluster after I turned 21. <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, I've been there, which, which is why I think
0: uh, I ended up with a very illustrious like seven-year undergrad. Oh, you program. bet.
2: That's what. There were a couple
0: I, breaks, and I transferred from Nor- uh, from from Baylor to North Texas. Right. And they looked at my my uh, what do you call it? Your uh, oh, like your transcript. Transcript, uh, and they were like, "Huh, New Testament survey." <laughs> We don't give a crap about that. <laughs> They're like, go retake freshman English because you made a D in it. Wow. Yeah, so D's don't transfer from private to state school, and they don't care about religious classes one iota. Oh, uh, So wow. it's weird because I I took a couple of years off and worked full time. Sure. Kind of got my S together, <laughs> and uh, when I when I moved to Denton and started going there, there so I'm taking retaking freshman English with and I'm like 23 at this time. Right. And th- I was like, God, was I really that immature
2: 18 year old kids? <laughs> oh, trust me. I, I've been there. I, I didn't realize it. I, and see, I was there. I took a, a victory lap or two in, in college. And uh-huh. so uh, whenever I, I, absolutely, <laughs> man, it's so much fun. I'm going to do this again. Yeah. And so we, I'd go in there and they would, uh, as, as I stayed in college longer, the plans changed, your degree plans changed mm-hmm. and, like that's when I knew I was really tenured, you know, and, yeah. and so I would I'd be in this class and and be like, All right, I'm almost done, I'm gonna graduate and then uh, they'd hit me like, Hey, you need a you need a freshman level math and so okay, here we go. You know, degree plans changed. I'm going in there to get some math. And I tell you what held me up the most is uh, I was a pre-law student yeah. and so I went in there having Look at you now. I am telling you that's <laughs> a, just just plucking strings. So yeah, we but I'd go in there and, and uh I'd you thought, Oh, this is going to be great. Political scientists love it. You know, I'm a big nerd on that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, anyway, the, they said, they hit me there at the end with, we're going to need four years of Spanish. And so I was like, man, I am going to be
1: one wow. Spanish
2: speaking fool, you know? So I, 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 yeah. uh, I can't, can't speak a lick. I mean, I know just enough to they get me in trouble. Me not four years yeah. when
0: I <laughs> from Baylor to North Texas. They were like, uh, you need, Two semesters of Spanish, Whew. and also you have to take college algebra. So I oh. perfectly picked out this this degree plan at Baylor that involved no
2: math. Oh, absolutely! Because I hated math. Oh, you and, and I were. I are, was like, Geez, yeah,
0: oh, I got to go back and do something that I haven't <laughs> looked at since ninth grade, and now I'm 23, and I'm like, this,
2: sucks. this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm the same way. That's and that's my the rest of the guys in the band kind of kind of joke with me like, oh man, you you should be really good at Spanish, you know? We'll have some, some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I say I know just enough to get me in trouble so yeah. oh. <laughs> um,
0: so you you guys came um, came up from San Angelo today and I was racing back from the deer lease I had just enough time to take a shower because <laughs> I had not showered in four days oh I well, yeah. see that's part of the part yeah. of the experience well the deer lease is set up there's about 10 guys on it this is my first year on there right. And they all have campers with, you know, electricity and showers and Holding tanks. Plumbing, yeah. And uh, (laughs) I didn't have a chance to, I haven't found the right camper because I want to, taking my kids is very important to me. Absolutely. The whole family needs to be able to fit. So we need like something that sleeps five. And uh, so no, so I was there with just a little tent and a jet boil to make my coffee in the morning. Man. Those guys were looking at me like. Kind of, they were like, that guy's a hard ass. Yeah.
2: Yeah. See, don't tell him any different. You know, right. like anytime they come around, just pop out the tent. Yeah. You know, when they leave, you can go back inside. And one of them
0: offered me, he was like, Hey, I got a couch in my In my camper if you want I was like, No, I don't want to. Man, I'm, like, oh, <laughs> I'm perfectly fine in my tent. Although that West Texas wind, dude. Like, oh. The first night it was blowing 30 miles an hour and the little one man tent was just swaying side to side. Oh, it was pretty, man. It was a. Like your mountainside.
2: Yeah. yeah. It, it's crazy. I See, when I was looking in high school, I was looking at colleges, scouting colleges where I wanted to go. Texas Tech had a rodeo team. And mm-hmm. so I thought, well, maybe, maybe Lubbock. And went up there and there was uh, like the strongest cold front they had had in like six years. And... So it was 19 degrees, but the wind was like negative 20. Oh, yeah. And that was my whole weekend there. And I looked <laughs> at the buddy I went with, and I was like, I, I can't do this. I, yeah. This is way out of my league. I don't have jackets that are fit for this. And so I uh, it worked out great because San Angelo is just sandy and sunny. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so – you told me something
0: interesting off the air that your your dad was actually a government trapper.
2: He was. He was. Worked for the USDA. Uh, he was a government trapper. Gosh. Well, the cool part about it for him was he, uh, he, of course, rodeoing, he was able to make his own hours kind of thing just at the discretion of, of a landowner, property owner, and, and any of the any of the guys that were running livestock. And uh, so anyway, he'd, he'd go out there at his leisure, uh, stay out there all during the day, and then at night's... Whenever he could, he was gone, you know, four to five nights a week trying to, you know, chase the white lines going to rodeos. So Mm. it was it worked out really well for him. But being out there, I mean, those are just experiences I look back on as a kid that, you know, who gets to say that? Because we'd we'd be calling, you know, dang near every night and, and trying to see, you know, what would come in and and seeing what those guys do, those steel traps that they use and and you know, like you said, off air, uh, earlier, you were talking about the education that you get from it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's, that's the thing. Not very many people know how to set you right. know steel traps and especially my age, which is like you say, it's a dying art, which it's, it's really cool, you know, to be able to, to learn that and, you know, set snares and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was neat. The kind of stuff that you'd see out there killing livestock.
0: Yeah. Oh man. I, I love <laughs> trapping and I don't, since I'm not a landowner it's hard to get permission like sure there's cows at my dear leases right? absolutely so I don't I don't have it set up right now where I'm doing it but when I was trapping coyotes it was like that's I, oh it they're is smart man
2: they're very uh, smart and and that's the thing a lot of people don't know that that coyotes that's that's the coyotes and crows uh, they say are, are the smartest out there in mm-hmm. West Texas. Uh, crows being that in order to to get them they'll they'll kill lambs and and kids and uh you go out there and you gotta you gotta boil eggs and uh they they have these like like uh pond crows that will go out there and they'll like they'll check and, and test that egg and the other crows watch watch them for a day or two and if they don't die they'll go back for the what's rest of the you know left of the eggs and so like they'll go out there and and uh, they'll have uh, those two. That if they die, they know not to eat from there. And then you you still got kids and livestock being killed. So mm. uh, they're it's it's crazy instincts. How smart will kill they are! The little goats. They, they will. They will. Oh. They'll. Uh, they'll. And of course, you can always tell because the uh, the eyes are are gone when they're on a kill. So they and it's they're bad around there. But the only way to to get them is you got to, got to put some poison in, in those eggs, but mm. you got to, got to build their trust first, which is, it's weird. You know, <laughs> it's a bird. No of this. Yeah. Uh, it's a bird. It's
0: crazy, but it's, uh, we've shot them in pecan orchards with the call. Right. right. Electronic call. And oh, that's see, always fun. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's, that was if my, they're depredating, you know, it's like, well, yeah, hey, that's
2: a good thing. Yeah. yeah you go ahead and get rid get mm-hmm. rid of them. But and that in, in middle school, high school, that was, the thing to go do you know you go calling with your buddies or you go out there and and uh so
0: you grew up hunting
2: right absolutely you yeah. bet and we and rodeoing
0: my, your dad's a trapper i mean it only makes sense
2: sure sure yeah. absolutely well and being out and about you know we get to now i get to see you know dang near every every part of the state mm-hmm. and the the differences the geographical differences in in what's out there uh, is crazy. Cause what I'm accustomed to is strictly the West Texas side, you know, and all the way over to Fort Stockton, big band and Alpine, and then back over to San Angelo and, and everywhere in between. But uh, getting out and about now, seeing what all these guys can get in just in this state alone, it's, it blows my mind, you mm-hmm. know? So it's, it, uh, I'm. I'm still widening my horizons, you know. But. But we have on the ranch, you know, have running cows out there. But we always make time because, gotta gotta keep the population down.
0: Oh no doubt, and that's the thing about predator control is you know a well managed property, everything's gonna benefit whether it's your calves, your your fawns, turkey, quail, you name it, everything benefits when you actively control or at least attempt to manage the predator population, and that certainly includes varmints like raccoons and skunks. I mean, those things are hell on ground nesting birds like turkey and uh, quail, no doubt about that. That segment of the show was brought to you by Numa and the Pathfinder Pant. I'm not kidding when I tell you it is the best hunting pant that I've ever worn, and uh, it also is pretty. Uh, looks pretty stylish at the bar. Not that uh, I wear it to a lot of bars, but you get the point. I wear it every day is what I'm saying. It's rugged and it's comfortable. It's the Pathfinder, and you can save 20% off with that promo code LONESTAR20 when you check out at NUMAoutdoors.com. Uh, coming up next, we'll mix in some whitetail conversation and perhaps take a listen to some brand-new music with Case Harden on the Lone Star Outdoors show. I'll be the
1: rainbow after the tears are gone. you get my colors to keep you warm.
0: We live in crazy times when it comes to censorship on social media. And if you're a gun owner and a hunter, and if you're proud of those things and you post about those things, then pff, you're already on the blacklist. You're getting censored. You might not even know it. Take it from me. I had my Instagram page deleted for an entire month for no reason last year. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That kind of stuff doesn't happen over at Go Wild. It's a community of people who love to hunt, fish, and cook their wild game. I also love guns. If you want to be a part of that kind of place where you're not getting censored, where they actually promote posts with that kind of content, just go to download Go Wild. It's a free app. I absolutely love it. You'll see me there posting every day. So come on, join the conversation at Go Wild. I'm Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a -a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by Hunters 400. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Let's face it, guys. We all would love to own land, right? But they're not making any more of it. However, there's a solution. Lone Star Ag Credit has been helping its borrowers finance their own piece of paradise for over 100 years. Whether you want it for recreating, ranching, fishing, hunting, or just to get the hell out of Dodge for the weekend, visit Lone Star Ag Credit today to start making that dream a reality.
1: Hickory smoke above and an old dog on the floor A piece of chalk on a black slate tabletop for keeping score Old friends, the stories of the places and the ones they love all oh, the secrets. Cable Smith, welcome
0: everybody back, back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. We've still got Case Harden here in studio today, and we'll get back into that conversation. But first, this segment brought to you by Vortex Optics. Here's a cool thing. And gosh, y'all know I love Vortex. It's all I use. Uh, just put a new Vortex Venom on Henry's 243. It's what he shot his buck with a couple weeks ago. Um, love that scope and love everything from Vortex. And I've got a 10% off coupon for you uh, or code, and it's just Lone Star 10 when you shop at eurooptic.com. And Euro Optic has every Vortex uh, piece of glass that they make. So check that out. 10% off any Vortex glass when you shop at eurooptic.com. Okay. Uh, well, let's pick it back up with Case Harden. In okay, Case, so let's start with uh, how old were you When you shot your first whitetail buck.
1: So
2: I actually, I had a late start. Uh, I did because mainly my, my main thing when I was a kid, red fox were, were a big thing for me. And now I know they're not, they're not as easy to be found and and, kind of like horny toads, you know, but so I was a late, late bloomer on, you know, sitting in a blind and and shooting my first deer. And I was about 13. So I uh most everybody see and and that's I
0: didn't grow up deer hunting so like I was that's yeah I self taught my you know I got into duck hunting with my dog absolutely uh, yeah uh in my early 20s so I look back on it now I've been hunting for 20 years it's been a long (laughs) time but I was so involved with sports as a kid that you know I just I had time to play sports and then my dad was a big bass fisherman so we went fishing a lot yeah but he didn't hunt he fished his dad was a crappie and catfish angler. Sure, I, my grandpa had a boat. You know, as a kid, I remember uh always <laughs> being like, "Oh, let's go fishing." But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I didn't grow up doing it either.
2: Well, see, and and well, that makes me feel a little bit better because I I you hear you all these stories. I'd say
0: thirteen still counts as growing up. Good, and, you good. Know, your yeah. dad's trapping, taking you on these. Things. Sure, like, and
2: and that's the thing. Well, with with deer, you know, you hear all these stories like, oh, you know, my. And the, my, my son just got his first buck, you know, and it was bigger than mine ever was. And he's, you know, seven. And I'm like, right. man, I'm I'm late to the party. You know, yeah. I should have I should have been doing this a long time ago. But uh, at the time, it was mainly varmints that, yeah. that I would go around with dad and, and we'd get. And, uh, you know, looking back now, it was kind of cool that, you know, he'd, he'd trust because kids don't get that experience anymore. You know, he'd hand me that we'd set live traps or I mean, those steel traps and, mm-hmm. and you know, hand me the. 22 pistol and, and you know, it was all varmints all the time. And, and so it was, like I said, something that not very many people get to do. It was really cool.
0: My, so I have, my son is nine and I have twin girls that are seven and I had leased this property in Collin County. It was only 20 acres, um, for, for archery hunting. And, uh, I, there weren't any livestock on it so I was trapping every time I sat in the stand it's only 20 acres i'm seeing two and three coyotes so i started trapping wow. the coyotes and one of the one of my daughters was homesick from school and i had a uh, a live cell camera on the trap on the set so that sure. if, so if something was caught it wouldn't suffer right and the first coyote i caught there she's sick she's homesick and so i'm like stella we got to go and it's only 15 <laughs> minutes from here i was like what are we doing i was like we caught a coyote we got to go kill it absolutely yeah so she was like four (laughs) and she saw me you know whip out a i think it was a nine millimeter and dispatch the coyote and she still talks about that oh
2: see that's that's cool yeah how cool it was for her it's it's stories like that that that, i mean i i remember it and i was just a little kid i Mm -hmm. mean we were back when i was around three uh three or four uh one of my earliest memories which uh my dad used to be the government trapper in the San Angelo area. And before he moved South to the Ozona area and, uh, whenever he was around the San Angelo area, there was this, uh, there was this Bobcat that it was, uh, it's, it's actually, it's in my parents' living room because Mm. of of how pretty it was and how big it was. But that was right there around San Angelo. And I remember the day that it was caught, you know, and then he took it to get taxidermied and things. And, uh, I mean it's it's just so cool cuz I every time you go in that living room and you you see that that bobcat mount you think you know it goes back to the initial moment when that happened. I mean it's just memories you'll keep forever. Yeah. So it's really cool.
0: Well you San Angelo is like very much in the I would say the part of the state where the biggest bobcats are. Oh, it is. And that's they, why you know the West Texas big bobcat. I was about contest. to bring that up, yeah. As a kid could you ever imagine that they would be paying out like $50,000 to for predator hunting.
2: See, and and there we were, you know, doing it. Well, I'm my dad was doing it for, you know, paycheck, I'm sure, yeah. the government. But uh but these guys now, man, the, the cats they find are crazy. You mm-hmm. know, I I thought the one in my parents' living room was big, but gosh, you see some of these that are dang near like lions, you know. They're yeah. they're almost like those mountain lions, which is it's kind of cool on those out there in West Texas. There's there's plenty of them and they have their you know, hundred mile hunting radius, and yeah. and uh, so it's really cool to, to see them. And you'll be out there calling, and you know, oh, there's one. You know, call the call the lion guy, and here he comes with his dogs, and you know, waiting waiting to get them treed. So, mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's it is it's a vast landscape, and you you won't find another place like West Texas. Yeah, I'm biased, but the, that's what I'll say. The deer least
0: <laughs> that I was at, I mean, it's in Benjamin, which is right. l- probably an hour and 45 minutes from Lubbock. Right. I mean, it's t- completely different than any place I've ever hunted before.
2: See that's, and, and you got to have those places because kind of keep a, keep things fresh, but, but be the, you know, we were talking the experiences that you'll see out there. If you were to, keep it around a close-knit area you never know what you're going to find mm-hmm. like i'm learning now you know as, as we go across the state and all the all the things we see the people we talk to and all these you know like we're doing right now keep tossing stories back and forth and it's crazy to me you know what i'll what i'll figure out and of course we get some of those the mexican black bear down there which that's yeah. mainly used to be a south texas thing and now they're making their way over there to, to west texas so mm. it's uh it's kind of crazy but it's it's neat to see
0: I don't. So yes, it's neat to see on someone oh, else's
2: place. Absolutely, I yeah. do not <laughs> want black
0: bear on oh, my. Oh no! Deal, talk about. I mean, it's like a, a three hundred pound raccoon deer That's feeders. Right. Bye. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. Well, I mean, bear, I, and people are like, wow, you're such a dick. Why didn't you? <laughs> you don't want to have bears around. I'm like, no, I want bears to exist, but not on my deer. Yeah, <laughs> on on my neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
2: and it's crazy seeing stock. you you'd see stock just, and it's it's. Terrible for for any rancher, because uh, you just see stock; they'd just be laid over, and the bears won't won't eat them. Uh, they won't use them for food. They'll they just almost kill them because they're playing right. with them, and yeah. so. Uh, you got to go in there and, and the, the key thing is you, you relocate them. You got to take them back down, down to where they came from somewhere deep down in Mexico, but they always find their way back. So it's, uh, yeah. I don't know, like you say, find it on somebody else's place, but they're neat to look at.
0: <laughs> Do you think four wolves can eat 19 sheep in one night? Ooh, no, the answer is no, they can't, but, but they recently killed 19. So going back to what you said, and I think that was in Montana, uh, these predators—they there's this misconception. They only—they only kill what they're oh, going to eat. No, 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 they don't do that predators. at all. They, they kill what's in front of them, right? And also, if Go they're trying to teach me. a younger one, how like, are they going to do it? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's keep doing it, and we're going to get good at it. You know, absolutely. Uh, practice See, makes perfect.
2: That's I—I I couldn't imagine. You sit out there with four four wolves alone, kill mm-hmm. 19. 19, Yeah, that is insane to yeah. me. That's, that's
0: not like they've done it with elk too. Like push them all into a drainage
2: wow them
0: out. golly yep. it's just a complete lie that they only eat the uh the weak the sick and the the old there's <laughs> they're they're predators they eat what's in front of them and they're they're damn good at it but uh, anyway let's uh let's talk some music so it's probably been a couple years like i i know your record uh over fort worth came out in 2016 that's right i probably didn't hear over fort worth <laughs> until a couple years ago right and then you kind of took a break from music. That's right. So, so talk about that, like just a little bit about your career. So
2: we, uh, we had over Fort Worth uh, and we went in the studio, recorded it, some great songs on that record. Mm-hmm. And when we got to rock and rolling, playing shows all over, uh, I just, I, I, there toward the end, I think Texas rain uh, was on radio mm-hmm. and I'd started to get real sick, but I, 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 just kind of brushed it off and, and thought, well, I, you know, we'll power through this and be fine. But the, the, all of the symptoms and everything just kept getting prolonged and, and uh, it was right before in 2019 ish. Uh, I, I got to the point where I, I couldn't really play as much as I, I wanted to anymore because of, of being sick. And, and what it was, it was just a, a hereditary freak deal that happened and and affected, of course, as a college kid, you know, you go out and party, but mm-hmm. it uh, like like one beer for me made it to where it was like, you know, as if I were drinking 30, you know, oh, it was wow. so it, it affected my body differently than than anything else. So, of course, in college, I didn't know that and I'm yeah. partying it up with everybody else. And uh, so I, I ended up having to take a little break and and uh, we weren't really sure what the outcome would be. And doctors really didn't either. Uh, but just kind of held on, took a break, especially through COVID and, uh, went to so many checkups, a lot of Mm -hmm. checkups. And, and we went back around the later part of 2020 and it was like, you know, they, they just said, Hey, hold off a partying, said, Hey, you're not, I'm not in college anymore. Probably won't happen. And they just said, you know, we'll see how it goes. And went back for a report that said, you know, everything was back to normal as if, as if I'd never been sick at all. So uh, I got the green light to start playing music again. So we went into hmm. the studio and recorded the. Can you drink beer now? I, I try not to, because yeah. I, I, it was just such a scary experience before. Right. That, that I, I just don't want to try again. You yeah. know. And so I, I, I uh, blame you. I'm sure they, you know they they told me that, that I that I could, uh, but I just got to the point where I was like, man, I. It's not I, worth it. I was I was having too much fun, I guess, yeah. but it was it just seemed like it was normal to me, but uh, but it was is neat to figure that out now instead of be later on down the road and, and something really bad happened. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of, of putting some beers back. I just hadn't in a while, but, right. but yeah. And that's, that's why we ultimately had to take the break. And you know,
0: there's people that get bit by ticks and they can't eat red meat anymore for re- It's uh for like actual thing. Really? Yeah. Like their body God. won't digest red meat because of whatever uh, disease the, and it's not Lyme disease; See, it's something else.
2: That's that would be that'd be hard. That, yeah. I can't be... remember.
0: We've had someone on on in here that has that allergy. Oh my god! Talk about it, but yeah, it's uh,
2: so <laughs> much chicken and fish. Just, oh, go ahead and just man.
0: go ahead and shoot me. Just take <laughs> that's me it. Yeah, what, yeah. I mean, man. I rag on vegetarians and vegans all the time. Like, <laughs> if you're doing like you quit drinking for health reasons, sure. If you like have a like a real medical condition where you don't eat meat, it, fine, it's acceptable. But most yeah. of them are on this holier than thou. Oh yeah, journey of. Oh,
2: I don't, I don't <laughs> eat meat,
0: not because uh, of health reasons, but just because I don't want to kill animals.
2: Oh, I know it, I know it. Everything that's, dies. <laughs> yeah. that's what I, I feel. I see the meme all the time on like Facebook and everything that will show, uh, like like a package of steaks, and mm-hmm. then it'll, you know, somebody will get in there in that package of steaks and put a card like this, this, uh, you know, this cow's name was Clarice, you know, and yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, let's take a listen to uh, Over Fort Worth.
1: Absolutely. I wandered around With my head in the clouds. Maybe we tried too hard To make it right when it's just wrong So get me up and away somewhere Out on a wing and a prayer Cause Captain I've Been standing by her way So turn off the seatbelt sign and bring me a scotch and a Won't well, get me high enough to forget, oh yeah, cause I ain't over Fort Worthy yet. will get me high
0: And like I told you, uh, that was the first song of yours I heard. I absolutely <laughs> love it. But I do have to ask, do you really or did you back then really have a line with your scotch? Because well, I haven't heard of that.
2: See, and, and not very many people have. Uh-huh. So I took it upon myself when I was uh, when I when I found out about the song and whenever I put because it was a that was a co-write with a guy named Bracken Hale out of Austin, mm-hmm. Texas. And he actually put that part in there. And mm. I had asked him, I said, have you tried scotch and lime? He's like, no man, but it, it sounds good. And I said, I was, like, I was like, does it, you know? And so I, I, I went and I did the field work. I did the leg work and and tested it myself. And, uh, it's, it's not half bad. I wouldn't start off with it, but it's not half bad. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's like a real stiff tequila shot only because of the lime, you yeah. know? So, but I'm i I'm a big whiskey guy there for years. We were sponsored by Pendleton whiskey oh. and I, uh, I, I, still stand by Pendleton, uh, not only because of the, the flavor of the whiskey is great, but also the lifestyle that they push. And, yeah. and so, uh, I, I tried that with the lime at first and then you got to go into the full, full fledged scotch. Mm. So it's, it's, mm. it's okay to me, but, but you know, that's not everybody's like my taste buds. Oh so. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I'm not going to lie. You know, like on the international flights, I have a hard time sleeping. So it's like, yeah, bring me another. No, oh, sure. Bring yeah. me Another. And yeah. then, and then when you get like most of my traveling has been to africa for hunting internationally and uh then you get there and you're hungover. i haven't figured (laughs) out because it's like 24 hours of travel you fly we fly to the middle east then you fly from there to johannesburg and then you get on another plane and fly from there to port elizabeth and it's literally like 24 to 28 hours of travel say
2: that's a two-day affair
0: and yeah the first flight's 13 hours then nine hours then two hours and you get i get i usually get to dubai and i'm like I
2: think I have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, seeing it's it's things like that. I, well, we we stopped up here at the store a little while ago, and I got a got some Tylenol and i told the lady the lady looked at me and she said you got a headache i said yeah i got a headache and, and uh she said you hung over and that's the first immediate response it's <laughs> like you're dang right i'm hung over so <laughs> but i t- it's it's those kind of trips i know exactly what you mean when we went to the national finals rodeo in vegas uh same thing it's that's the only place where it's like hey i can start drinking at 8 a.m you know right. and show up to vegas there's there's nothing, nothing bad that happens in Vegas. That's what they say, you know. So it's, yeah. it's. Uh, I I know all those trips on a plane up to Vegas. Uh, I I was feeling pretty crappy. I can't imagine Dubai. My gosh, I'd, yeah. I'd feel awful. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, my buddy upgraded me to first class last time, which oh, wow. I usually. I mean, I don't spend that kind of money. <laughs> I'm like, Two thousand dollars for a plane ticket is a lot of money for me. Uh, sure, sure. And he was he was like, oh, I'm gonna upgrade you and. Uh, I don't now. I'm like, I immediately went and got an Amex and started just getting all the points oh, so that yeah. I can try to Absolutely. not buy the ticket, but at least you know <laughs> maybe I'll have enough points <laughs> to to help help with that process. <laughs> um, well, let's do another one. How about uh, let's do the title track off the new record? Absolutely, Lucky song Hym. called
2: Lucky Him. You bet. Perfect.
1: Not a day goes by. I don't wonder why I didn't try harder. What a fool I am. She slipped right through my hands like sand and water. And it's killing me knowing that some ago and i knew what i know i do it all different but hindsight's always clear the view i've got from here is painfully perfect and the
0: Yeah, man, absolutely love that one as well. Um, Slower, though, so you were telling me, like, that is an interesting thing because I like the slow songs. Oh, I do, too. A lot of times, radio
2: promoters are like, nope, (laughs) not happening. And see, I I really like, and I'm one of those guys that uh, I kick myself for not seeing guys like like Daryl Singletary, and where their bread and butter was a sad traditional country song, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so I'm a sucker for those because that's what I grew up listening to and those old heartbreak songs and, and lucky him kind of struck a nerve with me. Cause, uh, it was, it's about a time in, in my life, you know, that I've, I've lived through. And so it means so much more to me. And the cool part about it is it shows that people come up, you know, to the merch booth, take pictures. And that's the one thing they say that lucky him, it's like, wow, I'd, I just, I just went through that yeah. and it's like, Oh yeah, well <laughs> you and I both buddy, you right. know? So it's uh it's something cool. It's like a, like, you know, you can bond over a song and, and, uh, that's what I love about country music is if it's happened to me, I know it's happened to somebody else. So yeah. it's uh lucky him. It's, it's just one of my favorites simply because, because it is me, it's my life. So it's, it's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and
0: you know, every dude's had his heart broken. At least
2: Absolutely. Once, so all of us can relate. To it. Yeah. And I, the thing about it is, in twenty twenty two, maybe you've had your heart broken by another guy. Yeah. I don't care. I don't judge. Whatever. <laughs> See, and it's it works. It sure both ways. You know, it is called lucky him. But yeah, no, I I tell you, the cool part about songs like that, like the sad songs that you, and they're all they're all songs that are relatable. You know, some mm-hmm. of the fast ones, some of the party songs. They're they're awesome. I, I try to sing as much as those as I can, but. You can't get a whiny steel guitar, you know, and the fiddle in there like like you can on a sad country song. So you got to have that in there to have a country record.
0: No doubt about it. Um, Let's take a quick break here, Case. We'll come back, keep the tunes and the stories rolling. That segment of the show brought to you by Big and Jay Whitetail Attracted and Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. We'll be right back on the Long Star Outdoor Show.
1: I can't believe, I can't forget my not started yet I don't want be with this misery make it go
0: Time to tell you about Protect products veteran owned and made in the USA Protect makes your water work harder for you in the field They have a hydration electrolyte formula for endurance and replenishment it's perfect for elk hunting right uh, energy formula for when you need an extra kick immunity For optimizing the immune system, and one of my favorites, the REST formula to ensure deep sleep and proper recovery. All the formulas are liquid, so they mix instantly in your water bottle or camelback. And the cool thing is, they don't gunk them up like a powder with that messy residue. They also have an easy to use line of mineral sunscreen for quick and odorless application and all day protection in the field. For more info, head over to protect.com to see their entire lineup that's Protect PRO. T-E-K-T.com. Cable here, and if you're like me, you probably enjoy bold flavors and cuisines, and nobody does Cajun and Creole better than Chris's specialty foods in Frisco. Their forte includes specialty sausages, boudins, and andouille, pre-cooked soups, gumbos, and sides, where all you have to do is heat it up. What about high-quality steaks, smoked and fried turkeys, turduckens, and turducken rolls for the holidays, plus gift boxes. Storefront conveniently located off Dallas Parkway in Frisco, or shop online at ChrisSpecialtyFoods.com and have it delivered to your door. Cable Smith, welcoming everybody back into SCI's Longstar Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thank you so much for being here today as we are still visiting with uh, singer-songwriter, honky-tonk, and rodeo man Case Harden. Before we get back into that discussion, though, this segment is proudly brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee, America's coffee company, veteran-owned and operated They've got the brew for you, whether you like a light, medium, or dark roast. Or maybe you want to check out some of their well-known, unapologetic, patriotic swag. They've got uh, a full lineup of great gear on the website as well. You can find it all at BlackRifleCoffee.com. Well, let's get back into it here with Case Harden, who was nice enough to stick around through the break. Certainly appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. I can't appreciate you having me
0: in case you know we heard a couple uh, slow songs already let's take a listen to let's speed it up a little bit how about uh, one off the new record Roll That Way
1: Baby I know you work real hard 40 hours a week You come home and clean the house don't know how you find the time for me When I get that, come on, love You know it drives me insane I see that crazy side of you You know just what to do Love it when you roll that way We go out on Friday nights You put on that little dress It shows the way that God made you Now it ain't fair I must confess Because all the other guys Were wishing they were in my place you put on your little show, wink at them before we go. Love it when you roll that way. When you let your house you're too tired you find a way to light that fire love you when you roll that way it's almost more than i can stand
2: i know i'm a
1: lucky man love you when you roll that way
0: Awesome, yeah. I was telling you I was listening to the new record on the way back from the Deerlease today, and I'd heard probably three or four of the songs just in my Spotify, you know, sure. rotation. Uh, but actually, listened to the whole thing all the way through, and that was the first time I heard that one. Well, um, I appreciate that. Which I guess tells you that I haven't been listening to the radio.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's like you say, twenty twenty two. It's I, I'm all on Spotify too. I. I, uh, I I use that so much, you know. We we listen to a podcast on the way up here from uh, Spotify, so I, it's where everything is. So, but to have a record like like Lucky Him on a spot Spotify channel, like you were saying earlier, and be with some of those guys, you know, Carson Jeffrey, all those guys, and and uh, yeah, I'm in really great company, and it's uh, it's promising. It's a promising time for country music, especially in Texas. Well, well, not just Carson. I mean, uh, like when if you put in your name,
0: you're gonna get making the motor car That's right. You know, Reckless Kelly. That's right. Um, probably Jason Boland. <laughs> you
2: know, and see, I, like like Drew Fish and and mm-hmm. all those guys and and Jarrett zock out of South Texas. I see him pop up sometimes too. And oh, uh, uh, William Beckman. Uh, William, like, William Beckman, dude. Yeah. I saw him at Hank's
0: two weeks ago. No, oh, loved it. What a great show he put on.
2: Beck, we were talking about him uh, the other day because he was he's. Playing somewhere we were playing, and but his voice—he's he's got a great voice, mm-hmm. and he's back to that traditional country sound, and and yeah. he's oh, uh, it. he's—I it, mean, of course, being up there, Randy Rogers pointing him in the right direction, so mm-hmm. he's he's got a good head on his shoulders.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's uh. Let's talk about your favorite hunting memory. Well, we obviously. The impressions that your dad left, and you know, y'all are checking the trap line and stuff, but sure, is there one that stands out?
2: Well, I uh, I, I tell you that my the, one of the best experiences ever, and I'd mentioned it a little bit earlier, uh, when we'd go out lion hunting, uh, it was it was crazy on on mountain lions because their 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 radius is so their range is so big, mm-hmm. and uh, so you'd, you'd go out there horseback because. You can't, you can't drive a mule out there, you know, Polaris, and some of those spots at Slick Rock over there in West Texas. And When I
0: went mountain lion hunting, they did not give me a horse. They gave me a mule. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. because well, he, it worked. The, the, the guy was like, do you ride horses? I was like, mm, I mean, I have. <laughs> right. but no, he's like, okay, well, he's like, I can't put a, he called me a dude. He's like, I can't put a dude on, a, <laughs> on one of these horses. He's like, I'm going to put you on a mule. I was like, okay, but why? He's like, because they handle The it. mule totally. is like a four wheel drive. That's right. He's like, if if there's rocky terrain, it's they do be care. calm. Yeah, and it's gonna and it did. One time, the mule went down on all fours. Uh huh. And I was freaking out. I was like,
2: oh shit! See And then he just goes pom, pop back up. Yep. Pop back up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there. like, good <laughs> okay. boy. <good> boy. <laughs> <laughs> See, and and that's I, I, mules. My my uncle who lives down in Del Rio. Uh, that's that's what he does. Uh-huh. Is he go? He lives by mules and. Uh-huh. Uh, my family just ranching and stuff. We mainly have you know, quarter horses, yeah. so we just used what we had. But mules definitely are, and that slick rock—that's the way to go. Yeah, but, but if you're if you're a cowboy, then it don't matter, <laughs> right? whatever. Which I will, I'm not. So. <laughs> well, hey, I, I, it's it mules. I mean, for for you to be a dude on a mule, you, you know what you're doing. Yeah. So I, I tell you the the thing about those kinds of of hunts and, and getting a dog guy out there and and those those hounds that go and sniff and you got a trackers on their collars mm-hmm. it's so cool to see them in action because how well they're trained and and you know we we have cow dogs and things like that but uh, what's
0: impressive about the way that we do it in texas is it's dry ground that's right any kid i say this loosely but there's a lot of kids in colorado and in little western states right. that have three or four dogs and if they cut a track in the snow. Well, yeah, they're going to catch him. Sure. Few and far between are the guys who, number one, can see what a line's doing on dry ground right, and point right. the dogs in the dry, in the right direction, and number two, have the dogs that he's trained. That's right. That can actually tree a cat on dry ground. And it's, it's crazy. Impressive.
2: It is. It that those guys don't get enough credit Mm-mm. because you call them. They're almost like a specialist. You know, you mm-hmm. you call them in, and and a lot of them are around the Junction Hill Country area, uh, and they they got quite a few lions out there in between the hill country and down around the border uh, with oh, yes. Mexico and West Texas. And so to get those guys out there, you know, you got to plan in, in advance and uh, those ranchers are, are hoping that they don't have any more stock get killed. And uh, you go out there and they pretty much just say, here's where a hunter saw him one day, or uh, here's where we had some kill signs the other day. And, and you just let those dogs loose and there they go. Yeah. And you, chase them on horseback and that was some of the coolest and how how massive they are they're those those mountain lions when i was a kid i didn't realize it i thought they were just you know like like bobcats yeah. which they're bobcats you rarely get one that's you know they're they're a little bit bigger than the house cat but for the most part they're smaller and those mountain lions are huge yeah. and uh to get the first one that i ever went with my dad on and we rode up there and and they treed one up in a cedar tree and that mountain lion is up top just swinging and is a is a tomcat and uh anyway shot him down and and he, there he laid on the ground and uh my dad loaded him back up because his his boss at the time was uh, wanting to take a look at it mountain lions are a huge deal cuz yeah. they're not as as they're not as abundant as like a bobcat would be and so it's a big deal for that sector and took it over there to his boss. And my sister was there and that mountain lion's head, you know, was, was like as big as my sister's torso at yeah. the time. It's, it's insane how big they are, but that's, that's one of the biggest coolest memories because once again, going back to it, not everybody gets to, gets to live that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's neat to be a part of that.
0: Um, do you enjoy fishing?
2: I, I do. I really do. I, I love to fish. Uh, I, my, <laughs> So my, my biggest deal with fishing is I suck. I don't have the patience. <laughs> you, I really you don't like to go
0: catching. You don't like to go That's fishing. right. That's uh-huh. right. And and
2: uh-huh. I I really like to fish and that was my big thing. And in middle school is I'd take money from, you know, my granddad would pay me for working cows with him or something. And we'd, uh, we'd go out, I'd go to Academy and just load up on all these different lures and mm. I'd buy tackle box after tackle box and run them out there we'd always go to lake amstead down in del rio and i'd go fishing down there and like for me catching you know 10 fish in a day that's a good day for me oh for sure but for all these other guys you get these tournament guys out there they're like oh yeah i caught 60 and i'm like how yeah.
0: you know where, where were you i have not had a bass fishing day where i caught 60
2: i see and that's what i, I start to you know believe those signs they make you know mm. it's like a fisherman tell another lie, that kind of thing, ten, you know? Ten, I'd be so, like, yeah, just yeah. like Oh,
0: that's, that's good. And yeah, yeah, see, and, and I... And I've been bass fishing my whole life, but still, I'm like, ten fish is not
1: bad.
2: And that's... I, I've been in a few fishing tournaments with my uncle, because he lives down in Del Rio, mm-hmm. around Lake Amstead. Been in a few, few of those fishing tournaments down there, and uh, of course, we I think we won third one time, but it was... Uh, I, I was 12 at the time, and never really got, got a chance to really go out there and fed, uh, fish professionally, but... Uh, absolutely. Yeah. We'll go out there and in, in the boat and, and fish a little bit. I've gone, uh, off the bay fishing a couple of times, and, and, uh, they always talk For about redfish and trout. Absolutely. Yeah. With, and bre- the redfish mainly. And they always say, man, right here, you'll catch a ton of redfish. And my, uh, my granddad's brother, uh, I guess it'd be like my great uncle or mm-hmm. something, but he went, he lives out there on the, on the coast and, uh, and take us out there red fishing. And the first time I went doing that, the only thing I caught was a blue crab. That mm. was it. So that's <laughs> that's how much I suck. <laughs> uh, do you know what your biggest bass is? So I, looking back, it was during that tournament. Uh, the only thing that I helped out with, we got a seven-pound bass, which for me I thought was you know, huge. As yeah. a 12-year-old kid, that's massive. And then I remember about a week after that, we went and fished at Lake Ivy. And, uh, which is about an hour north yeah. of San Angelo. And, uh, when we went out and fished there, a friend of my dad's, uh, caught a 13 pounder and a he was, yeah. it was like, uh, like he found like the Mecca, you know, and I, there oh. I was talking about my seven pound bass. Look seven at me. Seven pound and then, bass
0: is is a great bass.
2: Oh, and then, then, you know, he turns right around and I'm like, man, I can't, I can't <laughs> win for losing out here, you know?
0: <laughs> oh man. We're going to take our last break of the show. Uh, we'll be right back with more from Case Harden. That segment brought to you by Armasight Thermal and Night Vision Technology. The best of the best, they are changing the game when it comes to lighting up the night. You can find their entire lineup of thermal and night vision, monocular scopes, and more right there at Armasite.com. You're listening to the Lone Star Outdoors show.
1: Hey, this is Kevin Van Dam and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. I broke a promise to myself to ride the throttle till the wheels came on. Burn out like a mole in the night sky. I broke a promise to myself and made a couple to
0: Cable Smith welcoming everybody back into. SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Case Harden still riding shotgun today, and we're going to uh, put a nice little Christmas bow on that conversation momentarily. This segment, though, brought to you by Mossberg's Patriot Rifle lineup. Whether you want a a nice walnut stock or synthetic or laminate, uh, you can take your pick. They've got it all, different colors, camo, whatever, and it starts big as high as a 375 Ruger for dangerous game, all the way to a a prairie dog plinker like the 22 250 It's a working man's rifle at a price you can't afford, but you're not going to sacrifice performance. I know, I've got a safe full of them. Find the Patriot lineup at Mossberg.com. All right, well, Case, as we wrap things up here, you know, and thankfully, it's been a very wet fall for a lot of Texas, and the rain hasn't stopped this week, which is a great thing. Uh, but I know you've got uh, an older one called Texas rain that uh, I'd love for you to play for us.
2: It's one of my favorites off the first record. Yeah. It's uh, it's well-written few a couple of buddies of mine. They're from the panhandle. Uh, they wrote that song and their, uh, their band broke up and I, I said, y'all going to do anything with that, with that single. I, I love the song and, Uh, i said no man you you have at it so we pushed it out there to radio and a huge success for us was was huge on on spotify itunes all those places and uh it was really what kind of kicked off the want to and, and the need for this new record so here it is texas
0: rain
1: And she drives on and those damn wheels keep turning around and around in his head and she goes on with someone else he starts thinking to himself when she's around she makes me sad when she's gone I wish she'd come back and she'd never Girls like Texas rain Went two shots down About to go Nowhere left to drown in, so Except that home She left in the driveway With all her tire tracks And she goes on With someone else he starts thinking to himself. When she's around, she makes me sad. When she's gone, I wish she'd come back. And she never brings enough to quiet ease my pain. Well, that girl's like Texas. When she's gone, I wish she'd come back And she never brings enough to quite ease my pain When she's around, she makes me sad When she's gone, I wish she'd come back And she never brings enough to quite ease my pain
0: Cool. Last question I've got for you: bucket list, hunting or fishing? Sure, money is no object. <laughs> for me, it's a leopard. That's oh like wow! On my yeah. list. But you know, I look at my kids and be like, oh, sorry, no, <laughs> no college tuition for yeah. me. Daddy's got to go get a leopard, so I can't justify it. But, you know, that's that was that'd be what I want. Right, right. Uh, what
2: about you? So I've always been—we're talking off air. I've always been a, a big—I don't know why, but a grizzly. Mm. fan I, I've, I've been like you know if I could hunt anything I would absolutely go grizzly hunting and my dad has said you know that that's one of his bucket list things too so I think it'd be a really cool thing for you know me and my dad to to go and, and grizzly hunt you know in yes. Alaska and the it's one of the the last frontier you know oh, yeah. you go out there and and see things that nobody's seen before mm-hmm. and so I that's my bucket list: is that's go awesome. grizzly hunting. And that's and, up
0: there on mine too. Oh, I uh, I
2: yeah. feel, and I've seen people, you know, friends of of mine that have done it, and and uh, they'll they'll have their their wall their rug wall mounts, mm-hmm. and and I just think, man, you know, how you go nose to nose with them out there. Oh, yeah. So it, I think it'd be cool, especially for me and my dad to do it and to sign me up. That
0: would be awesome. <laughs> um, I am gonna ask one more question: What's in your what's in your uh, rotation like what are you listening to these days
2: so i uh always daryl singletary but mm-hmm. uh we actually we're on the on the way up here we're listening to the joe rogan podcast and it was it was pretty cool uh to hear and listen to a podcast I, i'm here lately only recently been mm-hmm. getting into them which is, is awesome and but as far as music goes, I've I've got to stick with the with the greats. I I'm a big you know straight fan. Uh, growing up, rodeoing, living the same lifestyle, and uh, but also I'm, I'm a '90s nut because I'm a '90 I'm a product well, of the '90s. That's
0: before Nashville country started. to stop. That was <laughs> like hear, the end of the. You hear you some had great Joel steel. Straight Alan Jackson. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Clint Black. You know. Oh, um, yeah. at home. Uh, you know, after that, it's kind of like
2: since 2000, blah, Nashville. <laughs> see, and, and I, I like to see some of these, like like Cody being up there at the CMAs uh, the other day. It's mm-hmm. it's awesome to see because maybe, you know, Harrison uh, played steel for us, and now that he's playing over there with Cody, uh, it's great to see that there will be a lot of steel being played in, in Nashville yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why with, with Alan Jackson and all the – all the riots he's caused with uh, with thinking that there's no real country left, and there for a while I thought he was right. But uh, starting to see some of these guys like like well, John. Well, if,
0: if there is real country, it probably came from Texas. So.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. you dang right. So, and seeing guys like Cody Johnson and and John Pardee out there, it's it's. There are some of mine that are that are in my mix and mm. of course being a West Texas guy, Aaron Watson, you gotta have some oh, of the yeah. Texas guys in there. So
0: what is it? About a boy that met a girl from San San
2: Angeles? Angelo, yeah, yeah, you bet. That's poor guy. I, I remember we were playing a show with them and, and Pat Green and uh anyway we, we were it was one of my, my bucket list memories playing. I've always wanted to play since I've started playing my senior year in high school, uh, to play the Coliseum there in San mm. Angelo. So being able to play the Coliseum with them was was awesome but uh I think I think they uh Aaron was went to Lowe's there in San Angelo and had to go flower shopping uh, with his with his wife and and uh, anyway all the people there that like they surrounded him at the Lowe's and like that's what they asked him to do like hey sing San Angelo I'm like I can I'm looking I'm looking at petunias you know yeah, yeah so so he uh yeah, but it's that's that's a huge staple song in San Angelo so yeah. you, you got to mark that one on for sure right on well man like I said I'm a big fan <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough I all
0: appreciate it thanks for coming to the studio um, making the uh, the trek over here. Uh, y'all check it out, Lucky Him, the new record. Um, social media stuff is—is is it all just Case Harden?
2: Every everything on on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Case. Uh, well, on Facebook, Case Harden Music, mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram, Case underscore Harden, and uh, on the website, uh, CaseHarden dot com, and also TikTok. Got to throw that one in there because I'm. I'm a big vine guy. I still I still yeah. like miss those old 30 30 second vines, you know, and uh 10 second vines, but uh but yeah, need TikToks, the new coming thing, so got to be on TikTok too.
0: Right on. And Jarrett tour
2: manager, thanks for coming as well, man.
0: <laughs> appreciate it.
2: All right. We'll keep on, man. Well, thank you
0: so nice much. Afternoon. I really appreciate it. So there he goes, Case Harden uh joining us on today's broadcast. Uh, big fan. Hope y'all check out his stuff. That segment of the presentation brought to you by All Seasons Feeders and their 600-pound stand-and-fill feeder. You can find it at allseasonsfeeders.com. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time for today. Got to go. Got to get out of here. Thanks to Case. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of SCI's Lone Star Outdoor show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying y'all have a great week in the outdoors.
1: She was right, we were wrong. Nothing more than a pretty song about a boy who loved a girl from San Angelo.